0: Eagle Vision's production of Taken, the podcast, deals with mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I have two grown sons. Anyone who has sons knows that boys are great and they come with their own challenges. I raised my boys with their culture always present in a loving home, but when they get out into the world, anything can happen. I never really worried about them becoming involved in gangs, but I know that any young man and any young woman is susceptible to being recruited. On July 11th, 2007, in Calgary, Alberta, four young men who were seemingly carrying out a gang initiation stabbed five people of different ages and ethnicities in random separate attacks. One of the attacks near 17th Avenue and 11th Street Southwest was on 44-year-old Jaclyn Crazybull. Four stabbing victims recovered from their injuries. Jackie Crazybull did not. Jackie was Blackfoot and a beloved member of the Blood Tribe. She came from a big family and was the mother of 12 children. Jackie's culture was an important part of her life. She was fluent in her language, involved in her community, and truly lived a traditional life. The attack that killed Jackie occurred at the same time as the Calgary Stampede, a 10-day cultural and entertainment event attended by over a million people each year. It is not suspected that there is any connection to the event and Jackie's death. It is suspected that her murder was gang related. At any time during this podcast or afterward, if you have any information that might help solve the case of the murder of Jacqueline Crazy Bull, visit our website. Someone out there has answers. Our goal is to find them. Was this a random act of violence? And if so, why was Jackie targeted? Did Jackie's murders intend for her to die? or to suffer but survive like the other victims. What happened to Jacqueline Crazy Bull? The Blood or the Kainai tribe is located in Treaty 7 territory in Southern Alberta. With a population of around 13,000, Blood Tribe First Nation is in the Rocky Mountains bordered by the St. Mary, Belly, and Man rivers. The natural beauty of the rolling hills, three rivers, and big open skies is a contrast to the city of Calgary with its tall buildings and progressive industry. Calgary is a fairly conservative city but once a year it comes to life in a new way. A wild rodeo that builds itself the greatest outdoor show on earth. Sandra Many Feathers is Jackie Crazy Bull's sister. The night that Jackie was murdered Sandra was dancing powwow
2: at the Calgary Stampede. I was performing in the Calgary Stampede at the grandstand um, as one of the Aboriginal dancers. It's a it's a show that they put on at night um, after the chuck wagons have, and uh, after the rodeo and the chuck wagons have done their part. And then there's this night show. And I was performing in that night show, um, and Jackie had planned to attend um, the the event as she always um, had in the past. She'd always been there in the crowd for me. Sandra was waiting to perform when she got the devastating news. I was sitting in the bleachers getting ready to dance and um, all of a sudden I was paged to the the Indian Village office and I was told by my niece that my sister was stabbed um, and that that she had died. Although
1: Jackie was murdered more than 11 years ago, her case is still very much active. Calgary Police Service issued this statement to Taken.
3: During the early morning hours of July 11, 2007, five people were stabbed by men who were traveling around Calgary in a vehicle. Tragically, Jacqueline Crazy Bowl, 44, died as a result of her wounds. The other four people later recovered from their injuries. We believe the stabbing victims were random targets that night, and we are exploring all avenues in regards to what the motivation may have been.
1: It is suspected that Jackie's murder was committed through gang activity. Jackie's sister, Sandra, believes this to be true.
2: I don't suspect that it was gang activity. I know um fact that it was gang activity because the homicide detective told us at the time that it was a ruse. Um and it was to initiate into gang, into the gang lifestyle.
1: YouthLink Calgary Police Interpretive Centre offers interactive exhibits and innovative programs free to the public to educate young people about the inner workings of law enforcement and about crime prevention. Tara Robinson, Executive Director of YouthLink works in gang prevention. All cities have issues with gangs and anyone can be a target. Calgary has had
2: an issue with gangs um, for many, many years. Going back to Hell's Angels, gangs in Calgary, what we have seen is crosses all cultural lines, all ethnic backgrounds, Um, middle class, lower class, it doesn't
1: matter. Witnesses who had been at the scene of Jackie's murder told police that they saw three or four black men between the ages of 20 and 30 who were driving a newer model light colored sedan. Jackie's cousin was with her when her life was taken and witnessed the attack. Jackie's sister, Sandra, has been involved with her case from the beginning.
2: So from day one, when uh, uh, on the day that Jackie was murdered, from day one, the homicide detectives were really professional. They were very kind. It was during Stampede, so there was a lot of other people out. So they um, were sitting there, and then the the... Vehicle came driving up and asked them for directions. Apparently they were creating a ruse so that the person that they were approaching would um, come and speak to them. And in this case, they asked her for directions and she approached them. And then they just quickly stabbed her. Within just like a couple seconds, the car drove away really quick. And my cousin got up and tried to assist my sister who was bleeding really quick. and. Um, the homicide detective um, told us that when somebody is die or when somebody is stabbed in a main artery, that they die quite quickly. So she died really fast right at the site that she was stabbed, and she was still giving
1: directions. A few months later, Calgary Police Service released surveillance video from a store across the street from where Jacqueline Crazybull was murdered. In the video, were three men who were possible suspects in the stabbing spree that killed Jackie and injured four others. They have never been charged. Human rights activist Michelle Robinson speaks to the possible reasons why.
4: When we talk about missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, and we talk specifically about Jacqueline Crazy Bull, this is a case where um, we think we know who the people are, but they don't have the evidence to show it. Well, why? There's just a difference in how we approach justice when it comes to Indigenous women. So, and complicate that with a stampede. And then, you know, here we have an, another case of missing or murdered Indigenous women that may never be solved because we don't want to highlight uh, the negative things associated, with it, which might be things like Stampede, where we want, you know, revenue-generating um, tourist dollars coming to the city. So it, it's an interesting time to um, talk about issues in Calgary, but everybody's really careful on how they talk about it because we don't want to paint Calgary in a bad light.
1: Were the big crowds and exciting energy of the Calgary Stampede a cover for the stabbing spree that took Jacqueline Crazy Bull's life? Or would her killers have gone on a rampage that night either way? How have there been no charges laid, despite the fact that there were several eyewitnesses to the crime? Will there ever be justice for Jacqueline Crazy Bull? On July 11th, 2007, 44-year-old Jacqueline Crazy Bull was stabbed to death in Calgary, Alberta. It was a seemingly random act that was part of a citywide spree that left four others injured. Although there were several eyewitnesses and a surveillance video from a nearby store seemed to show the perpetrators, no charges have been laid. If you have any information that might help solve the case of the murder of Jacqueline Crazybull, visit our website. Calgary Police Service has been on the case since the beginning, but they don't have the evidence they need to bring closure and justice. They provide a take with this statement.
3: The key to any investigation is people who are willing to come forward to provide information and testimony that can be used to hold perpetrators accountable. We will never stop investigating Jacqueline's case, as with all unsolved homicide files, it will remain open and never closed. Even to this day, we have officers reviewing the case and following up on any leads we may get.
1: Jackie's family has never given up hope that justice will be served, and they will never stop remembering the loving, generous woman of integrity that Jackie was. Her sister, Sandra Manyfeathers, holds
2: memories of Jackie close to her heart. We lost our own mother at quite a young age. And so Jackie became um, like a mother to us, and she really um, encouraged us to be the best that we could be. And she didn't only say things, um, you know, she didn't suggest for us to do certain things. She actually um, showed us by example. Jackie's family
1: and the blood tribe meant the world to her, and she was the one to organize activities for
2: everyone. We were at home and she invited community members to come and play bingo at her house and she bought a bunch of candy and that was the gifts or that was the prizes um the candy was the prizes and i couldn't win so i just faked it and i put all like i put all the um, chips on the numbers and i said bingo and then she um she looked at it and she knew that i i didn't have a bingo but she just gave me candy and shooed me away and you know just quietly you know so that I wouldn't be shamed when Sandra was older
1: Jackie accompanied her to a YMCA camp where Sandra was an indigenous mentor Sandra had an idea to play a traditional Blackfoot hoop and stick game
2: I just needed to get the material so we went into the woods together Jackie and I and um, and I found a piece, I found a stick on the ground, but I couldn't find the, I couldn't find one that was flexible enough to use for, this, uh, for the hoop. And so um, I ripped one off the tree and Jackie, she was just really quiet and she didn't say anything, but she looked at me like she was not pleased. And I said, what, why are you looking at me like that? And she said, because that branch that you just tore off that tree is living and you should respect all living things. Jackie had 12 children, including triplets who died at birth.
1: She was a great mom who loved the Calgary Flames and would dress up her kids in support of her favorite team. Her son, Clifford Crowchild, was a little boy when his mother was
4: murdered, but his memories of her are strong. She likes to include everybody so everyone could feel like they are included like she really like to do special things for other people like who who she didn't know
1: clifford remembers something special his mom jackie did for him
4: well she bought me a teddy bear and a book uh it was a bunny and she put her perfume on it and she and the perfume is still i, I could still smell it on that's bear Jackie's niece, Lauren
1: Crazy Bull, feels the loss of her aunt as part of the loss of culture and knowledge
5: that occurs when an Indigenous woman goes missing or is murdered. Our women are really important to our communities, and there's a huge gap that is happening in our families, like, especially even in our family, like, there is something missing, and, um, like, it shows a lot, and the way we, like, um, interact with each other. I think it's just really tragic that that's gone. And um, like, I I wish I could have listened to her and talked to her and gotten to know her more.
1: Although there was no direct link between the Calgary Stampede and Jackie's murder, human rights activist Michelle Robinson believes that the atmosphere around the event may have been a contributing factor.
4: I think we have to look at the time that Jacqueline was murdered and we have to realize that that was around Stampede. And around Stampede, we have tourists from all over the world that come here and believe that it's okay to party and it's okay to treat people poorly and they're drunk and they're high and they have a million things in their head other than being respectful, good citizen Calgarians. And I think that that has a lot to do with how the uh, atmosphere was when, when Jacqueline was
1: murdered. Liza Lorenzetti, a social worker, educator, and activist, speaks to why young men might be tempted to participate in gang activity
6: that includes violence. We need to address the underlying root causes of violence. I, I think that it's important, yes, we do things that are called gang prevention. However, the underlying root causes of violence are inequity, male dominance, poverty, intergenerational trauma, colonization, racism, and other forms of discrimination. If we're not addressing these issues, then we're not going to address violence against women.
1: Many factors could have led the men who killed Jacqueline Bull to stab her that day, as well as four others. How has Jackie's death impacted the people in her family and community? And what are they doing to cope with their loss? If Jackie's killers are still out there, Will the weight of their crimes compel them to come forward and tell the truth? It was in the wee hours of a summer night during the Calgary Stampede, July 11, 2007, that 44-year-old Jacqueline Crazy Bull was stabbed to death surrounded by witnesses near the intersection of 17th Avenue and 11th Street Southwest. The three unknown suspects were in their 20s, and drove a light-colored, newer model sedan. That night, four other individuals were stabbed, but survived. A seemingly random rampage that may have been gang-related. If you have any information that might help solve the case of the murder of Jacqueline Crazybull, visit our website. Calgary Police has been working on Jackie's case for nearly a decade, but they can't do it alone. They provided Taken with this statement.
3: We know someone out there knows who has done this and we implore those people to come forward. It has been nearly 10 years since Jacqueline's death. Allegiances change and we hope people's conscience will win out in the end. Jacqueline's family deserves closure and we will do all that we can to bring that to them.
1: Jackie's murderers walk free. While her family and community are left to live with the loss of this woman who is so important to each of them, to Jackie's niece, Lauren Crazybull, her aunt Jackie's murder is part of a much
5: larger issue. I just think that like there there were other people that day who were hurt as well. Um, so I think someone probably knows something, or several people know something. But also that like, it's very, it's not just like this case. There are a lot of people out there um, that have done these things to our women and who are walking free. Liza Lorenzetti
1: teaches in the Faculty of Social Work at the University of Calgary. She believes that when it comes to the issue of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, education and accountability are fundamental for all Canadians. And I think
6: it behooves every parent, particularly non-Indigenous parents, to teach their children. This is very important. Uh, One thing, however, that we are dealing with is this, I would say, a backlash. There is extreme denial, I think still pervasive in society today, because the truth is quite ugly. The truth is quite telling. Um, I sat through Truth and Reconciliation uh, hearings myself. It was very difficult. It was hard to be there, and I can see why um, non-Indigenous peoples don't want to recognize what has happened. It holds us accountable, and that's important. Liza Lorenzetti's colleague,
1: Abbas Mansi, works with her as part of Alberta Men's Network, individuals and organizations committed to enhancing men's roles in violence prevention.
7: I don't think we're gonna really have um, movement in advancing gender equality by telling women and girls they need to be more careful or telling them, you know, the movement, they just need to try harder. And I think the solution in in my mind lies in more deliberate efforts to engage men and boys and more deliberate efforts by men to be a part of the solution, to become more visible supporters and champions of this cause. And that that's why I'm a part of these initiatives. That's why. I'm a part of the, 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 the Men's Action Network of Calgary and the Alberta Men's Network. That's the reason, because I believe the solution lies in, in more men stepping forward and more men working with women on these issues. And, and, and that's, 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 I think, that's important to me. And I really hope and feel that if we, if we, if we learn and we reach out and we understand various communities and cultures more, we would develop a sense of empathy. And then, and I think from empathy, we would realize that all these gross injustices that exist, we really need to sort of figure out how to correct it.
1: Jackie's sister, Sandra Manyfeathers, has advocated for her sister since her murder more than a decade ago. She organizes an annual Justice for Jackie march, its name coined by her niece Cheyenne, who was like
2: a daughter to Jackie. She was really sad right after the passing of Jackie, and she said, you know, we should do a walk for Jackie. And um, she suggested that we walk from, um, you know, down 17th Avenue. And so she she suggested it, and then I went with it. I just took over the, um, the whole, like the planning and um, made sure that it happened, and Jackie's, Passing would have just been a distant memory. You know, it would have been—it would have never been something that people even knew about anymore because it happened nine years ago. And so, for now, what we decided to do was to keep her memory, you know, in fresh in people's minds, and to restore dignity to a woman who was brutally stabbed and murdered and just left dead on the street. And we didn't want that to be her legacy. We wanted her legacy to be this is Jackie, this is who Jackie is, and Jackie is loved. And Jackie has people that miss her and, and needed her in their lives, and still do, and just can't have her in their lives. So we do an annual walk. We decided to do it in October, around the time when Jackie's birthday was, or is, and around Thanksgiving, because that was one of the times that Jackie really showed leadership and love towards her family. So
1: The suspected gang initiation that took Jackie's life should never happen again. In Calgary, law enforcement's focus on gang prevention for young people could help shape the future. Through her work as Executive Director of YouthLink Calgary Police Interpretive Centre, which offers gang prevention information for young people, Tara Robinson is part of shaping Calgary's future. Education is incredibly powerful. At this age. Kids are so vulnerable and
5: they just want to belong. And if they've never had that sense of hope or that sense of belonging, that is so alluring to them. And gangs know
1: that. Jackie's family longs for justice and wants those who killed her to come forward. Her son Clifford has become a grass dancer to uphold the traditions that were so important to his mom. He feels her presence with him as she watches him grow from the little boys she left behind
4: into a strong young man. She always liked to wear purple and, um, and she liked the color purple. So, um, like, wh- wh- wherever I see purple, it's just like, like, like she, she's there. Like, like I know she's always there, but like she's, she like she wants me to know that like she's there.
1: If you have any information that might help solve the case of the murder of Jocelyn Crazybull, visit our website. In the next episode of the Taken podcast, we will share our northernmost story, the suspicious death of internationally renowned visual artist, Annie Purguk. Annie was 47 years old when her body was found in the Rideau River in Ottawa. Annie left her community of Cape Dorset, Nunavut, to move to Ottawa when her star was on the rise. She was generous and loved by many, especially her family. The circumstances around Annie's mysterious death make the case nearly impossible for investigators to solve. Perhaps someone out there has answers.
0: For more information about the Taken series, resources, or to share information or tips you may have about any of these cases, visit our website at TakenTheSeries.com or download the free Taken Knowledge Keeper app for iOS or Android. Taken, the podcast, Jackie Crazy Bull, was written by Jackie Black and Rebecca Gibson. It was produced by Hannah Johnson, Tyson Karen, Linda Nelson, Norm Lussier, and Martin Davis Kinnack. Executive produced by Kyle Irving and Rebecca Gibson, and hosted by executive producer Lisa Meaches. Taken, the podcast, was produced by Eagle Vision in 2020. For a full list of credits, visit our website, to watch full episodes of Taken the Television series, visit aptn.ca.
5: Funding for Taken the Podcast provided by the Government of Canada through Women and Gender Equality Canada.